This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made- No, you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right. Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a joyous weekend and made it through the snow that we had, which is some still around, but roads are good and all that. And more places got or some places got more snow than others, of course. With me in this first segment today, Premier Home Remodels, Wade and Brian. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks, John. Make it through the weekend as well. Uh, Sore back from shoveling. You better. uh, (laughs) He was heavy snow. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing though how quickly it leaves us here in Colorado. We're I very mean, lucky. We're blessed that the sun shines intensely here, um, and so even if you don't have the snow melt on your driveway or whatever that may be, you know, the, a lot of it gets taken care of just by God. You know, like true. Which is, well, which is great. and one thing I wanted to touch on with you guys today as well, and you're going to talk about the design side of the fence, but where. We live in the fact that we do get this kind of weather, and when you're designing a project, which a lot of a lot of architects, by the way, because they don't know which direction the sun shines, I think, they don't put much stake into some of the direction of the sun. And what I mean by that is where are your north sides? Where are your south sides? Mm-hmm. What's going to melt? What's not going to melt? And nothing against architects, but typically it's, it's the builders and engineers that come along after the architect and say, hey, we probably need to shift some things a little or do something a little different to catch more of what's going on with the sun. But that's something that needs to be thought totally. of in the design, right? And that's, a, I mean, it's that's the tough part of picking a shop and piecemealing a project like this, having one architect design it and then talking to the builder afterwards. And we really pride ourselves on getting everybody involved on the front end uh, so that we're talking through those problems, whether that be interior designers, whether that be the architect, you know, picking the brain of each other to try to find out the best solution for yep. those things. Because this... The, John, those details matter. They do. They, they, Big they, time. they, and it. We're not just thinking to project completion. What we're thinking of is how is the family going to live in this space past the time when Premier Home right. Remodels leaves, you know, and and are they able to use it, you know, to the utmost ability, especially when they're ex- investing money into the twelve months out of the year, yep. not part exactly. of the year. That's yes. the other thing yep. in Colorado is sometimes people will design things with one particular thing in mind, and you guys can come along and say, oh, well. well Time out. Mm-hmm. There's 12 months of the year here in Colorado, <laughs> and other things happen. And are we thinking through all of these things correctly? Right. If you want to touch on a snowmelt yes. system, go for it. So snowmelt, beautiful, by the way. Smoke. You have one? Yes. <laughs> Did you have one when you moved in? Yes. Okay, that's that's why that's I have the way one. to do it. So uh, snowmelts. A lot of people are thinking about adding snowmelt to their driveway or. To the Even walkways in certain walkways other areas of the home, up. exactly. And I just had some good friends of mine add a snowmelt system to their home. 
and extended their driveway six inches on each side, put it under the driveway, and put new brick down, and then put it under the brick leading up to the front door. That was around fifty thousand, but that was a that was a custom brick right. job. Right. So snow melt snow melts generally uh, for a small you know driveway standard size driveway run about twenty two thousand dollars. Okay. Just, just but then you know you got you know when this, when it snows even a little bit you've got your driveway's going to be bone dry. You are saving a lot on other things, including to your point a moment ago the back breaking end of things and so on. And especially if you're somebody where you've got a nicer home, and in a lot of cases, Brian and Wade, you know what I mean by this, that becomes a real solid added selling feature to the home by having, by having that. So not only do you get to enjoy that while you have it, you've added that value back into the home on the resale side as well, right? Right. And for people in my generation, mm-hmm. older, older folks that have a tendency to slip and fall, you know, this <laughs> can save you a lot of aggravation. But we're also, we talk a lot right now about aging in place. Right. So right. the current, my generation, um, you know, as we're, we're looking more and more at staying in the same home over a long period of time and just sticking in that same place. So if you think ahead, so if you think ahead and really realize that, hey, I'm going to stay in this home for a very long time in, into my older years, you know, putting a system like that will help you not only now, but when you're, when, you know, when you're not able to pick up a shovel as easily mm-hmm. as you are when you're, as when you're younger. No, I, I'm thinking, you know, I have one, and again, it was put in by the previous owner, but there's parts that are not that I wish they had, <laughs> and I'm at some point probably going to extend the one I have into some other places because it works so well. Yeah, and just a lot of people want to. You know, not spend the money on certain things during it, but well, if you're you know, starting because from of the budget, if you're starting from scratch, or you're, you're putting tearing in your driveway, driveway out, and yes. you've already you're already yeah, in that process, out. most definitely learn from people like me who replaced their driveway, didn't put it down because I was trying to save money, <laughs> and then now I, I regret that. it. Now I regret it every single day. So learn from those folks, you know that 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 wish they had it right now, especially if you're if you're tearing out the driveways. And currently. I'm I'm not a realtor, so I don't know the percentages. I mean, I know, for example, and you guys would know this, basements typically if you do them correctly. Mm-hmm. You can get 80, 90 cents of your dollar mm-hmm. back, you know, on each dollar back right. uh, if, if it's done correctly and so on. I don't know on a snowmelt system. I, Maybe, Brian, you do, I, but I don't I know. I can't tell you. I, I, there's got to be some value. Yeah, I just don't know what it is, but there's got to be value there. Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know what that would be. I, I Realtors tell me that it could, you know, they, they don't even know because they say, hey, somebody moves in here and – they could care less about a snowmelt if they're, but you know, I guarantee if they're from Southern California, it will mean something to them Correct. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Well, it, it's you know, for example, swimming pools in our area at one time were not much of an add-on. In fact, they were somewhat of a detractor here in Colorado. That's changed yes, over the totally. years. We have more and more people moving into the area that have been used to some of those things, and so those are not any longer the detractor that they once were. In fact, in some cases, can be an addition. So all these things have a factor. Now, the other thing I will tell all of you listening. These are decisions that, again, you need some help in making because what you may want, depending upon the neighborhood even that you're in, may not be a good fit. So all things need to be done in that, in my opinion, in that comparison factor of where you live. What kind of house do you have? What kind of dollars will it bring on down the road? Are you the... 
you know, are you the highest home in the neighborhood? And if so, you might be a little more careful on what you're adding because you're already at the up the upper end anyways. On the same token, you may be completely separate from that area and be in a unique situation where none of the neighbors around you have any bearing upon what you do because you're in a very unique property. All these things have to be factored in, correct? Yeah, and and really there's not many shops like ours. I just, not to toot our own horner, but that's no, I guess that's, what, that's, what, that's what it is. That's what this is about. Um, is there's not many shops out there that do have all of those partnerships in place already. Um, and But Premier Home Remodels is one of them. So we have not only the real estate experts that can help with those financial analysis of the projects, but we have detailed experts in each one of those areas to make sure that the money that they're putting in is the smartest financial decision for what they were trying to gain out of, uh, out of, the, um, you know, out of the projects that they're looking at. Biggest bang for your buck on doing a remodel, what is it? Either kitchen, bathroom, or very high well, yields. Yeah, minor minor kitchen remodels, you get upwards of 80 85%. Major kitchen remodels, 64 65%. Kitchens, 62 63%. You know, it depends on the scope of the job. Right. Uh, bathrooms are probably at 73% return on investment. And basements are big <laughs> now because, you yeah. know, doing functional basements. And now the biggest one, John, is, is additions now. So adding square footage onto a property if your lot uh, has the capability to do that. Adding square, livable square footage to a home, adding bath, and that's bathrooms or base or uh, bedrooms or bathrooms. That is a no-brainer in terms of return investment. One thing I wanted to talk about with you guys today, and I should have prefaced you on this, but I talked about it last week because there's a bill going through right now. It's 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 sponsored by uh, some Democrats, but I always give credit where credit's due, and I think this is one that actually is worthy of of actually looking at maybe even getting behind and that is they're trying and not that i'm a big guy on having the state overrun local jurisdictions because it's sort of like the feds overrunning the state but it's not quite the same because in the state the state does need to make sure that things in the state are operating functionally speaking throughout the state and i do believe that's the job of the state legislature to make sure that that's happening one of the things that they want to change is as you guys know there are a lot of cities and counties that when you start talking about ADUs, you know, additional dwelling units, that are pretty much against them. Don't, you know, don't even right, bring that right, plan right. to the city council <laughs> right, or to, or they're or to stall the planning. Out. Yeah, they may not say no, but to your point, Brian, mm-hmm. they're saying no in how they respond. Yeah. There's a bill that's proposed right now that's going to change that. In other words, because of the housing shortage and things that we have in Colorado, they're wanting to override some of these cities and counties in a blanket way by saying, wait a minute. If somebody wants to build an ADU and it's functional and it fits the neighborhood and the things, you know, it can actually be done, then we're going to make you, Mr. City, Mr. County, the planning departments and so on, the, you know, the building departments, we're going to make you say yes instead of no. So that may change some things in Colorado yeah. where people have been thinking about, hey, could I put an ADU in and bring some family members back mm-hmm. home or even rent this out to somebody right. to actually then supplement some of what I'm doing? Back to your point, Wade, if I'm going to stay in this place long term, well, what can I do to make the longevity of the property revenue-wise mm-hmm. even better for me? And the state, you know, legislature itself is looking at making some of these cities and counties actually do some things along those lines, which, again, I'm not opposed to. No, it's and, and really it helps with the long term. I'm all about... Um, income where you can gain it based upon the property, the smart financial decisions that you made on the property. So if, if I'm all for the ability to gain additional income 
uh, on on you know the properties that that you've you've now. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to gain income well, off. Of- it's interesting. One of these Democrats actually said, and I thought it was really funny because it's what we say on our side all the time. It's personal property rights, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the thing we talk about on our side of the aisle constantly. Yes. It's your property. You have rights to Should use it. To now, I also know that that has to be done in in uniformity with, you know, the neighborhood, the surroundings and so on. And I get all that. You know, nobody wants to turn a neighborhood into a bunch of, you know, dwelling units where you've got a bunch of, you know, you know, uh, nonsense renters coming yep. in and having a bunch of riff. Right? And I don't think that's what anybody's talking about. What they're really saying is, listen, can we build some ADUs whereby these could be used even for family and and even people coming out of town that may want to stay three, four, five months, whatever the case may be. How do we make this thing work to where we've got more livable space in mm-hmm. what we already have right now? And in a lot of in a lot of places, it's funny, it's been their side of the it's, this side, their side of the aisle now wants to change what their side of the aisle created in the first place. I find <laughs> right. that kind of ironic. Yes. But well, point- it's also learning from your mistakes, right? Like, so there's some there's some shining light there in terms of them learning from Correct. the mistakes that got put in the first place. And the fact is, is that we can build these spaces, whether it's an ADU addition to where it does look beautiful, right. where it does Matches fit into where stuff. it does fit into the neighborhood. But and that really comes down to the design build aspect of 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 teams like ours on what we provide is that you know it's not just about the financial aspects of it it's not just about disposable income that's gained into the the property itself but let's make it beautiful at the same time make it functional for the homes and let's have a long-term future uh long-term plan about how that space is going to be used fully agree all right how do you get a hold of you guys what's the best way for folks to do that uh it's 303-718-1471 Perfect. And if you miss that, you're driving, you want to find it, just go to klzradio.com or rushtoreason.com. You can find Premier there. Guys, thanks. It went a little long, I know, but I wanted to get into the ADU thing, especially yeah, no, after great. what that was came great. out last yeah. week, because I really feel like that's something that's going to get bigger and bigger. And with some of these potential changes coming, mm-hmm. that's where you guys come into play. So well, thank you guys had, both. We've three it. of those going right now. Wade. Yeah, so we're, been, like, we're looking at a lot of those jobs currently. So just give me a call, 303-718-1471. We can, Perfect. We can and along those lines, Golden Eagle Financial, speaking of staying in that home forever, making sure you're set for retirement. How do you get to retirement? That's where Al Smith comes into play. Don't forget to listen to Al on Wednesdays with his own program from 2 to 2.30. In the meantime, call Al. He's got another seminar coming up, by the way, this coming Saturday. Register for that. Call him today, klzradio.com. There's a new reality in planning for retirement, and Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows how to help you navigate it with success. You hear the arguments about Social Security, and many people are worried that they won't get out of it what they've paid into it. Al knows how to prepare you for that in case you don't get the benefits you expect. Your grandparents had pensions, but employers have shifted to making you responsible for retiring on your own. Al can help you strategize using securities like 401ks and IRAs as individual parts of your overall plan and advise you on making decisions like adjusting to your risk tolerance or making room for the things you want to do in retirement. Take control of this new reality and reach out to Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today for a free no-obligation consultation by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 
All right, Roof Savers of Colorado. If you've got any problem with your roof, I had a commercial roof uh, today that I've got to get Dave out and get some work done on. So no matter what that is, residential, commercial, Dave can do it all. Call him today at 303-710-6916. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, Level Engineering, Alan Smith, or Alan Davis, I should say. Find out how solar would work for you and your home, your budget, and what kind of savings is there. Alan is at 303-378-7537. Alan Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money. But the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert. So talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. God, country, reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, happy Monday again. Question of the day. Let's get into that really quick before we get into the rest of today's program. Friday's answer. While filming Rocky for Sylvester Stallone wanted to make sure that the boxing scenes looked so real that he instructed Dolph Lundgren to actually hit him. He did, and the result was Stallone spent nine days in the ICU. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I'd probably be just dead, Charlie. Just we're done. Today's impossible question. So this on the RushToReason.com website. How many miles is the world's shortest commercial flight? How many miles is the world's shortest commercial flight? And this one I would have never guessed. So, and no, it's not Colorado Springs to Denver. So <clears throat> it's much much shorter than that. I'll give you that hint. It is a lot shorter than that. All right, there is a lot. Going on today, a lot enough that I doubt I'll get to every single topic that, that I've got, so I'm going to pick and choose a few of them. The first one is, and Andy actually sent me this one yesterday. I had been seeing some of this as well, but and most of you probably have also. Probably get into this a little bit more on Thursday with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. But the White House is refusing to allow its former COVID-19 advisor to testify before Congress in a censorship investigation. So a COVID-19 
19, senior advisor in the Biden administration, was forced to defy a congressional subpoena this week. This was coming into the weekend, so just this last week. After the White House instructed him not to comply with it because of concerns with the rules surrounding his appearance. Andrew Slavitt, a longtime health official who worked on President Joe Biden's coronavirus response team, was scheduled to appear before the House Judiciary Committee on January 31st. Letters obtained by the Washington Examiner revealed that the White House instructed Slavitt not to appear. To protect the constitutional separation of powers and the institutional interests of the White House, I write to inform you that the White House does not authorize Mr. Slavitt to appear at the committee's scheduled deposition. White House counsel Richard Sauber wrote to Slavitt's attorney one day before the scheduled disposition. Sauber communicated the same message to the Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan in a separate letter as he in- indicated that the administration also objected to the committee's forthcoming deposition with Robert Flaherty, Biden's former director of digital strategy. In other words, Jordan and his team are trying to figure out what exactly happened during COVID-19, the response thereof once uh, Biden team took over. And of course, a lot of this is leading into what did they instruct big tech to do in regards to censoring those of us that didn't quite agree with the response going on. Or, you know, we've talked about this on Thursdays a ton. The response being, go get the jab. Well, was that really the only response that we should have had? What about some of the other treatments that were there, ivermectin being one of them, which we, the more and more we learn, the more and more we're finding out, and again, we talk about this on Thursdays a ton, just how duped the public was. Now, I understand there's still a lot of people that have bought into all of that. I think they're lemmings. I think they're very misguided. I don't think they're really looking at the truth because the reality is there was a lot of treatments besides the treatments that were being given by the CDC, the WHO, which, by the way, towards the end, the WHO was even on one side and the CDC was on the other. And this goes even further because, remember, we had the teachers' unions, teachers' union, the head of, telling the CDC what to do in response to the coronavirus. This is not a health official. This is the head of the teachers' union. You know, we have to shut down schools. We have to do remote learning. We have to wear a mask. We have to do this. We have to do that. Keep in mind that I don't believe that there was one single case of a child dying of only coronavirus. And I'll stand by that because go find it. If you find one, tell me. Not somebody, not a child that died because of some other disease they may have had. Cancer, something along those lines. But just coronavirus alone, because to my knowledge and everything that I have read and the things that we have studied all the way through this, not a single child died of coronavirus only. Yet, we shut down schools and did all sorts of other stupid things that have really affected the learning of a lot of our kids today. So this is what this committee is after. What really happened? What was the White House doing through all of this? And what were they instructing individuals to do, including those individuals in the high-tech end of things? We already know what they were instructing them to do. Lie. Lie. Censor people. Shut people off. You punish people on social media, really. I mean, punish as in shut their accounts down. Ban them from being on there. Uh, as, as was the case of Twitter, by the way. Facebook. Let's put you in Facebook jail for X amount of time. We know these things happened. We saw them happen right in front of our face. Some of you listening were victims of that uh, Kelly victory. Dr. Kelly definitely was. 
Dr. Scott Faulkner that we'll talk about here in just a moment, which, by the way, Charlie probably put his ad towards the first year since I'm talking about him. We'll go right to him in a moment. He was one of those, by the way, that endured a lot of this. He was a doctor that because he prescribed ivermectin outside of the hospital system he worked for, he did this independent of the system he was in, still got fired. These were the things that were happening on a national level coming out of the White House, by the way. And for those of you that are on the left that don't believe me, why else would the White House want to not allow their people to speak? Which I also find ironic because now this White House wants a separation of powers and wants its people to not have to testify. Yet when it comes to Donald Trump, all bets are off. And those things don't exist. This is for sure a two different system, not even two tiered, but two different systems of justice. One with this administration and what it believes in and everybody else. And that is exactly what it is. If you're on the other side and don't believe me, you are sorely mistaken. It is definitely not even two tiers of justice, but two different systems of justice. So, speaking of Dr. Scott, he is up next. And if you want to see a doctor that really feels the same way about this that we all do, and definitely believes in this COVID cover-up that does in fact exist, go see Dr. Scott. He would love to have you as his patient, and he will take great care of you. 303-663-6990. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com. High five plumbing and if you're looking to save money, they've got a great way to do that. And the way that they do that is they will give you an inspection free of charge. It's about a $250 value that will give you a heads up on everything going on inside of your home. Call them today for that inspection, klzradio.com. High Five Plumbing is offering free home inspections just for KLZ listeners who had freezing during the last cold snap. Thousands of homes had frozen pipes to deal with on top of below zero temps last month. High Five inspects your home for the bad things that can happen after a freeze, and they provide solutions to prevent those problems so you're not left in the cold again. Burst pipes can cause flooding in your home, damage to flooring, drywall, belongings, and much more turning a minor repair into catastrophe. High Five Techs will inspect your water, sewer, and gas lines to spot any potential problems that may have been caused by the last big freeze. 
They give you an assessment of what went wrong and let you decide what gets fixed with no obligation to buy. So make sure the freeze didn't leave you vulnerable now by scheduling your free in-home inspection with High Five Plumbing. Go to klzradio.com slash plumbing and call High Five for this. All right, Michael Bailey Law, make sure your estate is in order today. Call Michael, find him at klzradio.com. Another year, another promise to go to the gym, eat better, stop chewing your fingernails. Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, has a resolution you will actually keep. 2023 has seen changes in your life that need to be addressed and expressed in a plan. Births, deaths, marriages, divorces, home sales and purchases, and so many more life events have a direct effect on your estate plan. Many people forget that these changes also alter your wishes for your estate, including what happens to your belongings, your money, and the sentimental items you cherish in the event you pass away. The worst possible outcome could be that someone gets something you did not wish for, or even worse, someone doesn't get what you did want them to receive. Updating your estate plan only takes a few minutes, so contact Michael today by going to klzradio.com slash estate and get your estate plan updated for 2024. All right, Genesis 1-3 Electric, which will help you with any electrical need you've got. Give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric owner Dustin Fulton follows his faith in how he runs his business. Dustin's brother was a master electrician who taught Dustin the ropes. Then when his brother left for law school and took his certifications with him, Dustin wanted to continue his dream. He got his master electrician certification and the rest is history. Now as owner of Genesis 1-3 Electric, Dustin has made biblical values central to his philosophy with several of his kids working for him. Dustin relishes every opportunity to teach all his employees Christ-like values and the importance of taking care of others, which has allowed them to help their clients in ways that other contractors lack. Excellence and integrity are two of Genesis's core drivers that Dustin dutifully passes down to his kids and employees alike, and it's been that way since they started. For the highest quality electrical services, reach out to Genesis 1-3 Electric at klzradio.com slash light. And let there be light. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, answering a couple text messages, which you guys are always free to do. And thank you, by the way, for them. And some of these uh, don't really apply to the show, but I'll answer those as much as I can during the break. Some of them do apply. Uh, I had a couple of text messages that came in about Premiere that I answered back to both of you. So don't need to do those on air, but I did get those. I responded back to you. Thank you, by the way, for asking questions. And both in both cases, you can call and talk to Premier directly, and they'll help you out with both of the questions that you had. So I appreciate those very much, and I answered. I try to answer those as quickly as I can. Keep in mind, if I'm on air, I may not be able to get to those quite as quickly as normal, but I do my very best to get those answered as quickly as I can. Okay, something that I read this morning, and I think most of us, not all, but most of us are pet lovers, okay? I, I get that we're pet lovers, and we enjoy pets and so on and 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 which is fine by the way i i I like 
pets as well. And I'm not against pets any way, shape, or form. But there's a pet registration bill that is going to be introduced. And I apologize, Producer Ann, if you're listening. I had this in my notes, uh, but it is the wrong link, so I will fix this and get this get the correct bill up so you can actually see this. And uh, this is not pet licensing. This is pet registration. So there is a bill, and let me get you the exact details on it. It's a new bill introduced in the Colorado House by El Paso County Representative Regina English. The bill would require registrations through the Department of Agriculture. So this isn't something that would go through your local city or county. This would be statewide, annually. It will cost, eight. It, well, it can't exceed $8.50 annually. So it's not a large expense. But in my opinion, this is a big hassle. Now, this is designed to create a system of designated caregivers should the pet's owner not be able to take care of their animal. Th- this is just more nonsense, government control, government overreach that doesn't need to happen. I love pets, okay? Have one of my own. Okay, so it's this is not, this is me not talking against pets, not any way, shape, or form. So those of you listening, please, please understand, this is not me being against pet or pet ownership, not in the least. In fact, I'm all for pet ownership. In fact, I think even when it comes to pet ownership, there's far too much rules and regulations along those lines. Some cities require you to register your pet with them. It's none of their business, in my opinion. None. Zero zilch. Now, is it wrong to have too many? I'm all for the welfare of the animal. Now, I also think we live in a day and age where people care more about the animals than they do the children. That's a whole other discussion for another day. I won't get into that today. I am not for anything being neglected, kids or pets. And if any of them are being neglected, yes, matters need to be taken. I'm also not a fan, and I don't think it's right for somebody to have, you know, 100 pets that they can't take care of. Do I think there should be limits on the amount of pets? This is a deep subject. Unfortunately, because we live in a day and age where people are stupid... Yes, I just used that word, in my opinion, correctly, because they're stupid, and they don't think, and they see no problem with having a dozen or more pets when they may not be able to take care of one. Yeah, we probably need to be monitoring some of that and making sure that people don't abuse what they have. Now, with that being said, the majority of people that have far too many pets are the ones that aren't paying attention to the rules and regulations, so at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Probably not. They're not abiding by the rules and laws that are out there anyway, so frankly, I don't think any of these rules make any difference. Now, I would also tell you that if, in fact, some sort of statewide registration comes up for your pet, I'm not registering mine. Pound sand. I'm not doing it. None of your business. And neither is it any of your business whether or not I have somebody lined out to care for my pet when I'm dead and gone incapacitated or don't have the money to take care of my pet. Again, this is something that you as government have no business being involved in. As much as I love pets, and yes, I want all pets to be cared for. My wife is even more so on that line than I am. She's one of those that will watch all of the 
gruesome pet videos of people not taking care of their pets, and I can't watch. It's like, I know those things exist. I don't need to see it. No more than I need to watch people's kids being neglected. I don't need to see that. I know it exists. It's like the, it was like the movie that came out about, you know, the child and sex trafficking. I know it exists. I don't need to see it. What was it, Charlie? Sounds of Freedom. I, I don't need to see it. I know about it. I don't need to see it. So I don't need to watch all of this neglect that I already know goes on. This is me. I know everybody else is different, and I get that, and we're free to do whatever we want to, and that's the whole key. We should be free to do what we want to. If you want to own a pet, great. If you don't, great. But I don't think the state needs to be involved with you owning a pet. Now, local cities, counties, ordinances, they already have far too much going on, in my opinion. And most of them have, you know, if not one dog catcher, numerous dog catchers. I always hated dog catchers, but if you're a dog catcher, I'm sorry. I just, I'd never liked the dog catcher. Maybe it's because of all the old cartoons back in the day, Charlie, where you'd watch the dog catcher and he was always the evil bad guy. And again, I, I know I was corrupted as a young child watching those kinds of cartoons because you always got the bad idea that the dog catcher was a bad person. I'm sorry. I was tainted early on as a, as a kid. You're probably all great people. I'm sure I'll hear from one of you when this is all said and done. Nothing against you. I just, I, I, and I get it. There's strays. There's things that happen. You need to be able to police that, take care of it. Nobody wants a bunch of wild dogs running around because they can get into things and turn rabid. And it's a, it's a safety issue. I get that. I also understand that's why we make sure, you know, our pets are, are, uh, have rabies shots and all those different. I, I understand that. Okay. I get that. It's all for public safety. But at, where's the line between public safety and government intrusion? And by the way, that's always the question on most things we talk about when it comes to government. Where's the line of making sure that safety is there, and yet they're not intrusive? Because again, as I've always reminded everybody of, and I will keep doing it, it's not the job of government to keep us safe. Now, I understand we don't want a bunch of rabid dogs running around. On the same token, years before any of this existed, I think the way most farmers and people took care of that is if the dog got rabid, it was like old Yeller, they shot him. I'm not saying we should go out and shoot all dogs, but you get my drift. Even before cities and counties and government had regulations around that, it pretty much took care of itself. And as with anything, the minute government gets their nose under the tent, it just keeps going. So now we have Representative Regina English thinking that the government, the state government, needs to regulate pets. And she's now going to sponsor a bill that I honestly would be shocked if it doesn't pass. Because she'll go on the whole, you know, don't you love your pet? Don't you want to make sure somebody's, you know, if something happens to you, somebody else can take care of your pet? And, and I understand, you know, there's a, there's a need at shelters, and we have shelters, and they can get overrun with animals and so on and so forth. But where I struggle with this is we have no problem aborting babies in this state all the way up to the day of delivery, Yes, that's the way it works in Colorado. And yet we'll cry and whine about a dog getting euthanized. And I'm not saying the dog should be euthanized, but you get my drift. You understand what I'm saying here? We have no problem as a state in killing an unborn baby all the way up to the day of delivery, but yet it's somehow a crime to euthanize a dog or a cat. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying we have our priorities mixed up. 
And they're definitely mixed up when we're now going to pass a law in Colorado that's going to dictate to you that you have somebody written, by the way, to the, to the agriculture department that Fido is going to go to Charlie or whomever you choose it goes to. And it's not just an end-of-life estate plan. It's if you're somehow incapacitated or you can't take care of yourself, then Charlie's now going to be the caregiver of Fido. And I'm assuming you're going to have to get Charlie's permission to make sure that he can be put on the paper. And what a mess, by the way. One more layer of bureaucracy we don't need. Because now on top of this, folks, who manages this? And I have no idea. Maybe somebody out there listening I can t- tell me this during the break. But we have roughly about, what, Charlie and the state? Five and a half million people, I want to say. Is that about right? Roughly five and a half million people? I may be off on that. But I think it's about five, about five and a half. So if there was just two pets per person, there probably isn't because that includes kids. But let's just say there's half as many pets as there are people. And I'm probably – that's it's probably one for one. I would be shocked if it's not. But let's just say that there's, I don't know, round numbers, three million pets. And we're going we're gonna to charge at most $8.50. We've now created $25 million in revenue that the state can now go spend on more bureaucracy. Somebody's going to have to manage it. Somebody's going to have to figure out you know, where are all these registrations at. Who's going to police if little Fido somehow now, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith are incapacitated and they can't take care of Fido. Is Fido going to the right place? It was written down on the paperwork to the Department of Ag. You see all the layers of nonsense that happen now with this that I'm sure this well-meaning Regina English has not thought through? Regina, if you're listening, by the way, have you not thought through these things? This is another layer of government intrusion people don't need. This should just go away. And it's not because I'm against pets. I'm against your personal rights to have a pet or I'm for your personal rights to have a pet. I'm against government getting involved in what you're doing with your pet as far as this goes. And I'm also somebody, and anybody that knows me would know this, I'm against anybody neglecting their pet. You know, pets get abused, they get, they get injured, they get, you name it, all sorts of things that aren't correct. Left out in the cold when it's below zero, you're left on a chain all day, all sorts of things that shouldn't happen. And no, I'm not for any of I'm not for any kind of abuse to any kind of animal, Period. Shouldn't happen. And, and people are cruel, no doubt about it. And some of these people have kids. That's even more shocking. You know, how are they cared for? You know, I'm against, you know, dog fighting. You know, the whole Michael Vick situation where, you know, he got in trouble for, you know, dog fighting. And so, yeah, none of that is, none of that is, should, should be happening. From rooster fighting, you know, to, to dog fighting to whatever. No, those things shouldn't happen. I'm against any of that. So all of you know at least where I stand on that. But am I against... Government making you register your pet with the Department of Agriculture. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is another bad bill that should go away. And you guys need to be watching this. By the way, the fine for not registering, 100 bucks. So now if you decide not to register and you're found to have not registered or you didn't fit, you know, you failed to comply... It's $100. The House is scheduled to meet on February the 22nd to discuss this matter of agriculture, which I don't see it even as agriculture. It's pet ownership, folks. You're not owning a cow, a herd of cows, or anything along those lines. This is completely different. And one more layer of bureaucracy that we do not need. K&R Home Transitions is next. 
And if you want to take the stress out of buying and selling a home, and there's lots of things involved in that, you want really solid representation, somebody that's going to maximize that sale. Or, by the way, purchase. Find Cat and Robin both at klzradio.com. When you have an inherited home, you need a real estate advocate on your side to know where to start. Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions are here to walk you through the steps with complete transparency. They also know exactly what will make a house sell, and they work exceptionally hard until your inherited home is sold for the highest price possible and as quickly as possible. Inherited homes often need a lot of work, as we have mentioned many times, and Kat and Robin know how to get everything done with their network of contractors and partners. They also know when you should spend money on a fix and when to wait because the repair or remodel is not worth the benefits. Cat and Robin are your true real estate advocates and they protect you from the mistakes and bad decisions that are bound to happen without their experience and advice. You must contact Catherine and Robin to get your inherited home sold. Just go to klzradio.com slash home or call 720-437-8210. All right, we just talked to Premier. Again, if you've got anything you want to talk to them about, Wade or Brian, go to klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels is fully transparent in every aspect of your home remodel. They take customer service to the next level with their online portal, offering you daily updates, progress photos, and even a calendar to track your remodel process. Their portal also allows you to access benchmarks for payments and presents the licenses of each tradesman on site, so you know you're always in safe and skilled hands. And they want you to share design ideas and photos that inspire you so every aspect of the plan is what you want. Premier maintains full transparency by professionally documenting project progress with before and after photos, so you are always up to date. You want a team that will always inform you every step of the way with your remodel. Contact Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com remodel. That's klzradio.com remodel. All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Don't forget, they are Ream certified pro partner. Call them today at 303-656-5467. You never know what you're getting into when it comes to an HVAC system in a newly leased tenant-finished office space or store. But Cub Creek Heating and AC does. Cub Creek can be your company's heating and AC manager, so you can get back to business now. They follow a rigorous quarterly 21-point inspection, proactively preventing you from losing heating or cooling. Most HVAC companies have different teams for furnaces and air conditioners, but with Cub Creek, you get both in one team, so they get to know your entire system better. Cub Creek doesn't just swing by and change your filters occasionally. They understand your particular needs and equipment, so they'll be better able to prevent outages that cost you big time. Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC are fully licensed and all techs are NATE certified. Commercial financing is available, so call Cub Creek Heating and AC today at klzradio.com slash HVAC and get back to business. Pastors and children's ministry workers, would you like to make your vacation Bible school or summer camp a hit this year? It's time to bring in a show that your kids and guests will never forget. Hi, I'm Tom Lozano. For 30 years, I have been entertaining kids with puppets and gospel magic, and it's all done with a focus on sharing the truth of the Bible. That's my mission. 
I teach kids about God with fun and laughter. But at the end of the show, it can get serious with an opportunity for the kids in your program to ask Jesus into their lives or renew their commitment to Jesus. And there is no cost to churches for my show. Are you interested in finding out more? Check out my site at klzradio.com forward slash citykids. My gospel presentations are perfect for elementary age kids and there is no charge to churches. Let's make your summer plans a game changer for these kids' lives. Go to klzradio.com forward slash citykids. Back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right. Speaking of this whole pet registration, Charlie, uh, through the break there, gave me a couple of things to add to this, which he is spot on. This is another way of raising up this whole animal rights issue to the point where some people feel animals are humans. And no, they're not. My wife always says it best. The way you need to look at animals, pets especially, is no one can defend them but you. They're, for the most part, defenseless. And they need us to help defend them, which I agree with her 100%. And she's 100% correct. In most pets, or not most, some pets that go through some of the hell on earth they endure because of a bad pet owner don't deserve that. I will agree with that all day long. But Charlie's right. This is just raising this bill that they want to make sure that all of us register with the Department of Agriculture if you have a pet with the caregiver that would be in charge of your pet if something happens to you, either through debt, death, incapacitation, homelessness, whatever, which again, now Charlie's saying, okay, there will most likely then be this whole other layer of bureaucracy as to does the pet have to have a checkup before it gets transferred? Who's going to be in charge of paying for that? On and on we go. This is, again, something that this particular individual, this representative, Regina English from El Paso hasn't thought through. Or if she has, she's just eliminating or ignoring all of those other factors I just mentioned and doesn't care. This would be an extreme burden to any pet owner in the state as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, to, to that point, Charlie raised some really great uh, counters is what I should say to this. One of them being we're just trying to raise pets to a status that, frankly, they're just not. Yes, pets are great, and we love them, sometimes more than we do humans. In some cases, they're better to us than humans. But no, at the end of the day, they're not a human. They they are our pet, is what I meant to say. So, A lot of other things I was going to cover in this first segment I will not have a chance to get to. I'll do some of these as we go through the show today. Uh, J. Michael Waller will join us today. We tried to have him on last week. Hopefully he'll join us today. Big intel, how the CIA and FBI went from Cold War heroes to deep state villains. We'll talk about that, which, by the way, we were talking about a little bit earlier as I opened up the show today. On top of that, my son Richard will join us, and we also have... A Todd Helton interview that we will play that was the first interview out. Uh, Ed Henderson did that. We'll play that in the second segment of the 4 o'clock hour as well. So, Charlie, make sure we have that queued up. We'll do that. Uh, it's about an eight-minute eight, eight minute or so interview that we that we had that we were lucky to be a part of, by the way. Ed Henderson will actually do that. We'll play that at that time. But, again, going back to the whole pet registration thing, it's just, again, one more layer of bureaucracy, doing something that doesn't need done, But this is, guys, this is what politicians do. 
they think of ways to add onto what you do daily in your life. And no, this isn't their job. It's not their job. There's nowhere anywhere that would say this is something that they should be doing when it comes to pet registration. This is not a Department of Agriculture issue. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Now, I guess if a city wants to pass something along these lines to make this happen inside their city, then you know more power to them, and people have the ability to either choose to do it or not do it. And, and by the way, most responsible pet owners already have this figured out. If something happens to, to Charlie's point a moment ago as well, you didn't hear this, but this is what Michael Bailey's for. If you have a pet and you want that pet to go somebody to go to somebody specific, lay it out in your estate plan. Just like you would your children. Who's going to take care of your pet? Because, by the way, in some cases, who's going to take care of your children may not be the same person taking care of your pet. They may not have that ability. And, yes, that may be a difficult decision because your pet and your kids may love one another dearly. Maybe you want to keep them together. That's something you have to decide when it comes to these things. That's what, again, Michael Bailey is there for. But, again, most, resp- most responsible pet owners have already gone through this process. They know exactly where their dog's going to go if something happens to them. They're not just going to let it be, you know, be astray. They love the pet too much to have that happen. They've already figured that part out. Again, government trying to do things it has no business doing or being involved in. American National Insurance is next. Now, one thing you also need to be responsible in is your insurance. What are you doing? How is it going to work? How is it going to go? Who are you going to have your insurance with? What are you going to insure for how much money? What's your deductible is going to be? All these decisions need to be made. And my good friend Paul Lewenberger can help you with all of those decisions. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewenberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right. This doesn't really tie into the pet conversation, but maybe it does. Joe sent me this, and I'll delve into this maybe a little bit more even later in the week if I can. And, and the reality here is, if I can get this to open up, is most of you don't know this. But in 2022, so just last year, we executed as a country 18 people. In the United States of America, 18. Capital punishment, death sentence. China, on the other hand, executed 8,000 people, 22 a day. 
We didn't even get in the entire year what China does in one day. So many so that they've adopted mobile execution vans where many prisoners are executed in the back of a van. I didn't know any of this. Did you, Charlie? I had never heard this. Joe sent me this. Thank you, Joe. I will delve into this more and maybe even get a special guest on to talk about this because this is something I knew very little about, if anything. And I've not heard anybody else out there talking about this. So, yeah, just be glad you don't live in China. One more reason not to live there. We'll be back. Hour 2 is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I'm